Stop the Lord Almighty, right? Nobody can, right, Pastor? What do you say? Well, we have a special treat today, and the word is going to be great. And so when, we, when the message is there, just pay attention because it's going to be a great one today. This is a song that I, I want to do for you. Um, it's, a, it's a song that our pastor that's speaking today loves this one, and, I, and I've grown to really love it as well. And it's called Waymaker. Promise keeper, right? Light of the darkness, and I will worship you, I will worship you, the way maker. It's, it's a fantastic song. You know, if I can battle the wind here, if God will stop blowing the wind for a minute, we're going to play it for you. All right, here we go. just kind of listen to the listen to the words as I as I sing the song to you you are here moving in the mist you see I worship you I worship you that's right just like that well you are here working in this place you see, I worship you, I worship you, you are my way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are, oh, you are here touching every heart. See, I worship you, I worship you, you are here, healing every heart, I worship you, I worship you, you are my way maker, miracle worker, and promise keeper, light in the darkness oh god that is who you are you are my way maker miracle worker promise keeper light in the darkness my god that is who you are you are here turning lives around I worship you, I worship you, well you are here, you're mending, mending
say I worship you I worship you You are my way maker Miracle worker, promise keeper Light in the darkness My God, that is who you are You are my way maker Miracle worker, promise keeper Light in the darkness My God, that is who stop working isn't that amazing he never stops working you know we give up on him sometimes don't we but you know what we should never stop he never stops on us when you think about that it's pretty amazing he never stops on us right you never stop never see you working Never stop, never stop, even though when I don't feel you're working, even though I don't feel it's working. who you are that is who you are you never stop never stop working you never stop that is who you are that is who you are that is who you are you never stop never stop working amen never stops working amen wow we've got a lot of people here today um hello everyone welcome everyone from home welcome everybody uh here on the lawn and at church it's so good to see you all um the weather's quite nice today don't you think nice and cool in comparison to last week and uh, the weeks before. Anyway, I'm just here with a few announcements. Not going to take too much time. Oh, we've got more people coming too. Uh, yeah. So today, just an FYI for the uh, for the uh, uh, youth and young adult uh, broadcast. We're going to be broadcasting that at 12 noon today. Um, and so just be looking out for that. We're going to be interviewing Terry McFadden Solomon. I'm so excited I had a conversation with her last night, and it's going to be a really powerful uh, just testimony and interview. It's actually, Terry, I'm going to just, we're just going to talk the whole 20 minutes, because I was like, 
I can't put you in a box. You know what I mean? Like, I can't box you in. You just got so much good stuff to share with everybody. Um, but no, really, it's going to be awesome. So please tune in for that. Um, and just so you know, Terry has been such a, a huge part of our family, especially uh, with uh, my dad when he was diagnosed with prostate cancer. She really came alongside us and just really, just really helped us along. So we just want to honor her and share her story um, today. So please tune in for that. Uh, it's just, it's going to be, uh, it's just going to be amazing testimony. Uh, and then also Margaret's going to be teaching at 12:30. Last week we had some. Margaret's here. We had some trouble with her broadcast last week, but she's going to be teaching the uh, elementary and toddlers at 12.30 on Facebook. Um, then I just wanted to, we've been talking last week, my dad and Pastor Charlie talked about being watchmen on the wall to all the men. Um, and I think that applies to all of us in the church, really. I mean, it really particularly applies to the men, but we really need to be watching out for our kids and for uh, each other to make sure we're not getting into sin, getting into anything um, that's going to trip us up, trip us up later on, especially the youth right now and the kids. There's a lot of music and there's a lot of movies going on right now that are just really detrimental to their spiritual well-being. I'm not going to mention them. I'm not going to give them publicity. I'm not going to give them um, at free advertising within our church. So parents, if you want to like talk to me separately or text me or call me and ask me which songs I'm talking about. I just don't want to give them advertising. I don't want it to be a topic of conversation. But just because it's popular and everybody else is watching it and you've heard about it from your kids' friends or your the youth, their friends or their parents' friends, that doesn't mean it's wholesome. Uh, that doesn't mean that we should be listening to it. We shouldn't be listening to things to you know just to hear it for ourselves. We need to be cautiously guarding our spirits and our hearts and the hearts and spirits of our, of our kids and our youth we want them to grow up with pure hearts. Uh, you know, don't give them an open-ended Netflix access. There's a lot of stuff on Netflix that's awful. Uh, you know, make sure you know what they're watching. A real easy thing is if they're listening to a song, you can Google the song and the artist on Google. You can Google it and look at the words and say, is this something I want my child listening to? Uh, that's what we have to be doing. That's what it is to be watchmen on the wall or watch women, watch women. Uh, we need to really be doing that because, let me tell you, the world is out to get our kids and our youth and out to get us. And so we need to be, the way that we protect ourselves and our community is by working together. So I just wanted to share that this week. I mean, they've got all kinds of stuff. It's filthy by Hollywood standards what's going on. There's all kinds of witchcraft and wickedness and just really just demonic stuff going on. So we really need to be serious and, and, and vigilant on this type of stuff. Um, also, I wanted to let you know, Part to keep you connected with the church, uh, I, we've mentioned before, my mom is retiring on Wednesday. Wednesday is her last day of work. So as part of that, um, we're going to be, during the first, starting the first full week of October, we're going to be having office hours here at the church from 10 to 2 on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So if you want to come and chat and fellowship with Pastor and, and my, my mom, uh, or if you want to get healed, if you want healing, if, you know, if you want to just, you know, some people have talked about just, you know, having, like, food delivery, and we can just kind of, like, you know, have socially distanced lunch, you know, here in the parking lot if that's what you want. That's, we can make that happen. But we really want to keep you connected to the church, keep talking into your life, helping you with these type of situations. I know we're all dealing with struggles. You know, everyone is unique. Um, but that way you can get advice from the pastor and from my mom and, 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 and we want you to stay spiritually strong during this time. And 
the, the easiest way for the enemy to win is to keep you disconnected. Um, so that way you're not getting, you know, biblical, sound biblical advice and perspective on issues that you're facing. So we just want to keep that open for you, but also keep you safe, you know. So uh, definitely come on your lunch hour or if you don't work, anytime, 10 to 2, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you could just call ahead or, you know, make an appointment or call ahead just so that my parents know that you're coming, that would be really helpful because they may have other appointments. They're going to be having, um, like, contractors come and, and you know, kind of spruce up the, the, the church. So we, we want to make sure they're able to give you your, their full attention. And then lastly, tithing. You can give your tithe here in this red box. Uh, just drop a check in there. You can, if you're uh, at home, you can tithe online. It's uh, uh, newheart, the number four, y-o-u.com slash give dash online or you can mail a check to 380 east covina boulevard covina california 91722 all right thank you so much and my dad is going to come up and share with you a little bit about the ox hours lord saints i'm so excited amen say pastor chuck what are you so excited about no marianne's not uh, pregnant or anything we're not, not that kind of excited no we're excited because Last week, we were talking about how a friend of mine and I went out to Walmart, and we were grabbing people in the aisles and getting them healed and getting them saved and delivered, and we were so excited. And I said to myself, wait a minute. i got a lot of people at church that need healing. Can I get an amen? So what I want you to do is if you do want prayer for healing, call us up. Make an appointment on Thursday for, you know, call before, but we're going to have it on Thursday at 2 o'clock. We're so excited to see God work. You know, Terry, he, she knows me from way back. I just love to see people get healed. And you know what's even more impressive is God loves it when people get healed. He already provided for us. He said, heal the sick. Go forth and heal the sick. Don't pray for the sick. Heal the sick. Get them healed. So just last week, we had uh, Vanessa come. She had a broken foot. Uh, can the Lord heal a broken foot? Amen. Well, he did. He did, yeah, and she went home. She said, I just talked to her. She said, I've been going up and down the stairs, and God is glorified in that. We had, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember, oh, she Shelly came. She had disc problems in her back. She couldn't walk. She could barely get out of the car. You know, you know when your discs are messed up, she could barely get to the chair to pray for her, but she hopped up out, got in her car, and drove on home. Come on, talk to me. God is good, so we're excited. Any kind of ailment that you have, give us a call. Come Thursday at 2 o'clock, and we'll see God work. Amen? Amen. Brother Ron is going to come back and uh, sing us a song and get our hearts prepared to hear the word of God. So today's message, from what I understand, is about our soul. So I thought this would be a good song to kind of set the table. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh, oh my soul, and worship His holy name. Like never before, oh my soul, 
worship his holy name you see the sun comes up there's a new day dawning it's time to sing your song again whatever may pass and whatever lies before me let me be singing to the evening comes bless the You're rich in love, and you gotta be slow to anger. Your name is great, and your heart is kind. For all the goodness, I will keep on singing. Ten thousand reasons for my heart to find. Bless the saints lift your hands up and worship the lord hallelujah we worship your holy name your name is holy 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 lord god almighty thank you lord for making us holy by the blood of jesus we can come boldly into the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need because you have made us holy we worship you lord worship you worship him from your heart from the depths of your soul we worship you, Lord. I worship you, King. I worship you, Lord God, for your good, for your mercy endures forever. Thank you, Lord God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise you, sweet Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Amen. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Are you the redeemed? Amen. Well, I'm excited to have our speaker, minister, friend, and family member come and minister the Word of God. She always has a right now word for us, something that will touch our hearts. I've known her for forever, and she's forever ministering until the day she dies. But we don't really die, do we? We just get caught up and go into a place where we can see the real preacher, Jesus Christ. So but let's, in the meantime, let's welcome Terry McFadden Solomon. Good morning, church. Uh, okay, I think I got a little tangled up, so give me a minute. Okay, I'm detangled. There we go. I'm good. I'm good. I think I'm good. Okay? 
Take this out of the way. Wait, 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 stop. It's not taking. Hello. Well, God is good. And all the time. Oh, they can't hear you out there. So, God is good. And all the time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Anybody getting blessed right in the middle of the pandemic? And I'm not, I mean, wait a minute. Yeah. Anybody blessed right in the middle of the pandemic? Anybody, God is just keeping you and your family right in the middle of the pandemic. Have you heard people over here, terrible things happen, but God somehow has kept you. Amen. Amen. Ooh, I'm, listen, I'm shouting it from the rooftops. Y'all, you can be quiet and cute if you want to, but I'm here to tell you that my God is good. I just speak Psalm 91 over all of you, all of you, that he will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. They will bear you up with their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. God is good and he's faithful. And you know, sometimes it's times like these when you get to see how good and how powerful and how awesome and how miraculous God can be in your life. Amen. I dare you to try him, you know, and you say, well, you know what? Uh, this is happening. And God is in it. Well, you know what? You need to get out of his way and just let him be God. You know, I mean, if you've tried this and it didn't work and you tried that, it didn't work. Sometimes, you know, you need to just stop trying and get out. of God. I'm not talking about be lazy or anything like that. I'm just saying sometimes, you know what? What happens is, and, and I'm not preaching yet, but I'm just giving you a word right now. I was talking to my niece and um, about some things that were going on, and um, and I said, you know what, you, the situation you're talking about is like carrying a brick around, okay? And then uh, another situation that you're going through too is like carrying two bricks around. And then another situation that you're going through is like carrying three bricks around. And so you're walking around carrying these bricks and trying to go through your daily routine carrying bricks. Can you imagine what that's like? You know, and God is saying, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You need to take those bricks of your concerns, you know, financial bricks or health bricks or whatever, relationship bricks, you know, uh, and just, uh, I'm even going to talk about boredom bricks, okay? <laughs> you know, and you need to take those to the throne of God. And I, I'm going to challenge you right now because a lot of you right now, I'm just serious. I know this is a hard word because I'm a hard person. OK, but, you know, if you're just uh, doing two things right now, like on your uh, uh, cell phone right now, texting somebody right now, or do it, watching cartoons while you're listening to me or whatever, just for a minute, just give God, you know, the next 30 minutes, because I think that if you just give him exclusively 30 minutes with no other, you know, uh, put the cake batter down for a second, you know, if you're home, you know, just stop staring for a minute. You know, if you're on your cell phone talking to your friends, just stop for a minute because God needs your attention right now because I believe that the word of God can save you. 
can save you. And I'm not talking to so you can get it, go to heaven. I'm talking about save you from destruction. There, we Do you know that we right now are surrounded by s- destruction of every t- kind of political destruction, social destruction, uh, physical destruction? You know, the earth is shaking under our feet, fires are burning. There is destruction all around us, you know. And if you want to know God's plan for your survival, then you're going to have to stop, drop, and pray. Okay, you need to just put everything down. Say, God, what is your plan for me? Because I believe that as the word goes forth this morning, that he is going to reveal how to save you from destruction. Because that's what that's what we pray for every day. God, you know, what are our marching orders for today? Because, you know, we are in camp by trouble. You know, it's all around us and we just need you to deliver us. Okay, so I'm going to get into the word. Amen. You've had enough of my chatter. All right. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just bless you and I just praise you because you're worthy, worthy, worthy. And as the psalmist said, bless the Lord, oh, my soul and all that's within me. Bless your holy name. So, Father, we have come to bless your name this morning and to receive, Lord, from heavenly places, a download into our souls, Lord, of what you would have us do and 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 who we who we uh, uh, are to be become and what how you're shaping us how you're reshaping us in this changing culture father lord just help us lord help us to find our way through father all that's going on around us in jesus name amen amen um i'm preaching from the topic this morning uh and this is uh this is kind of heavy duty but you know what I think I think heavy duty is important right now and I'm going to tell you why because the world is coming at us heavy duty okay heavy duty if you just see what's going on around you if you just watch the news for 5 minutes if you watch any kind of TV programming for 5 minutes you will know that they have pulled out all stops okay to shock you to push the envelope to uh, uh I mean I have never <laughs> seen a time since the 60s you know and I'm a child of the 60s where there is so much stuff coming at us at one time so we need to know what is the fight about our, our topic for the Today is why Satan hunts for souls because at the bottom of the bottom of everything the bottom line to everything that we're going through is all about your soul and you may not uh, get this right but I'm gonna like try to break this down for you so you can understand what this fight is all about okay because Matthew uh, Matthew 16 26 says this it says what does a prophet a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul. And what can a man or woman give that is is just as valuable in exchange for his soul? And I'm watching the people all around me sell their soul for fame, for glory, for money, for whatever, for doing things their way and not God's way, you know, and they don't realize that the price that they are paying for the decisions that they're making are costing them their souls, their souls. You know, I'm just, um, I'm just watching like on TV, how most problems are resolved. Remember, uh, some of you have been around for a minute where people resolve problems by having an argument or maybe they, you know, got into like a fisticuff. But now the solution to problem solving in this day and age is murder. Okay? If you don't get along with somebody, take them out. And when that becomes the source of 
problem solving and you know and you haven't seen any other type of problem solving you haven't seen how people interact or anything like that that becomes your go-to and so that's why murder and things on the on the rise but what is murder really all about murder is a way for satan to claim someone's soul okay the soul of the murderer and the soul of the the victim he's here to rob to kill and to destroy and it's not i'm not speaking hypothetically i'm talking about literally to rob to kill and to destroy okay so we have to understand what is the purpose what's behind it all the whole idea is to gain your soul why does he want a soul what's in the soul that he wants it so much let's go to second thessalonians and i want to read and I'm going to read uh, um, uh, a little longer than I would normally read, but it just kind of brings everything to a conclusion, okay, about why he's hunting for souls. And so I want you to go to 2 Thessalonians 2nd chapter, and I'm going to start at the third verse. Are you with me? All right, all right, I'm going to start at the third verse. And it says this. Well, I'm just going to start at one, okay? Because these people are like uh, being, and I, listen, when, you, when we read this together, I don't want you to think about this was written in biblical times, okay? By Paul, you know, a thousand years ago. I want, to, I want you to read the, this as though you have picked up a newspaper, you're watching CNN or, or Fox or somebody, and this is what is being reported right now, okay? Can we do that? Okay, you with me? I need some, I need some amens. I need some how to, there you go. Okay, so we're going to read like we just picked this up uh, or we just went to church today and this is what uh, the pastor or the newscaster or whoever is speaking to us today. Don't want you to think about, yes, now. Okay, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ because a lot of people see all this stuff happening and what are they saying? Oh, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, okay? It says, concerning the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and being gathered to him, we ask you, brother, not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by some prophecy, report, or letter supposed to have come from us saying that that day of the Lord has already come. Say, you know, hey, Jesus, you missed it. Okay, y'all the leftovers, okay? I mean, this is just false doctrine, all right? So now, this is today. This is not back then. This is what we're talking about today, all right? Um, saying that the Lord has already come. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way. But that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed. And the man uh, uh, the revealed, the man doomed to destruction. Now, the man of lawlessness is the devil. That's what he's talking about. He says, w w until he's exposed and lawless, listen, I want you to understand what lawlessness means. Lawlessness is to go against the word of God. And the lawless one always appeals to the flesh. 
anything to do with the flesh. When you are lawless, you are going against the doctor's orders. When you are lawless, you're going against moral orders, sexual orders. When you're lawless, you're going against uh, uh, keeping yourself clean from drugs. It is, uh, it lawless means you have no regard for the things that God has put in place to protect you from yourself and to protect you from the enemy and to protect your soul from Satan. That's what laws are for. They're not there to hurt you or to hinder you. The law is there to protect you. So the lawless one is telling you, don't pay any attention to the law. And it's almost like having a little kid playing in the front yard and someone in the outside of the yard says, why don't you come out here? And there's traffic, you know, going back and forth and, and strange people. And he says, come on, you don't have to stay in that yard. Uh, you know, there was an old song I used to sing when I was looking at it. It said, Jesus, be a fence all around me. Okay. So the point is that he tries to get you to step outside of the protective fence of God because he, once he gets you outside of the law, then he has access to your soul. Then he has an opportunity to destroy you. So the law is there to protect you. So the lawless one is the one who seduces you mostly through your flesh. Through your appetite, through your eye gate, things you see in life, things that you want and don't care what it costs to get that thing or to have that thing. He says, okay, the lawless one, he's a seducer. Okay, keep reading. Okay. Um, he is revealed. The man doomed to destruction. He will oppose, talking about the enemy now, all and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worship. Did you hear what I said? He will oppose. That, that's when you hear God's name being blasphemed on TV, you know, people just talking, you know, and using all kind of profanity and whatnot, uh, uh, say, doing all manner of evil. That's him working behind the scenes to oppose everything that, that uh, uh, over everything that is called God or his worship so that he sets himself up in God's temple proclaiming himself to be God. Let me keep reading. You missed that. He wants to set himself up in the seat of God and convince you that he is God. You got that? All right. Don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things? And now you know what is holding him back so that he may be revealed at the proper time. For the secret power of lawlessness is already at work. And we know what lawlessness is. Anything that steps you outside of the safety of God. That's lawless. Okay. So for the secret power of lawlessness is already at work, but the one who holds it back will continue to do so until he is taken out of the way. Now we're talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit said is keeping these things from coming to a culmination until God is ready. Okay. Until God is ready to step in and say, okay, enough. Okay. I'm done. I'm taking my children home. Okay. He says, so, so the one who holds it back will continue to do so, so till he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom God Jesus, whom, whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of his coming. The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with the work of Satan, displayed in all kinds of counterfeit miracles, signs, and wonders, and every sort of evil that deceives those who perish. 
He says the, the way that the lawless one is going to work, he's going to work through all kinds of signs and wonders. Look at technology now. Look at all the special effects that they have now. Everything so that you will no longer be able to distinguish reality from fantasy. Mm. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Is that real what I'm watching on TV? Or is it memorex, as they used to say, okay? Well, you know, is it a fake? Or is it he says his job is to deceive you. He says uh, the coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with the work of Satan, with the work of Satan displayed in all kind of counterfeit miracles, signs, and wonders, in every sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing. Listen, grab your ear right now. Grab your ear right now. I want you to hear what I'm getting ready to say to you because this is critical. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. Did you hear that? For this reason, watch. Uh, now, this is not Satan talking. This is God. For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie and so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth but have delighted in wickedness. God says, oh, you want deception? You, you, you want what you believe is happening on TV or in some movie theater or what somebody tells you that's outside of the will of God? You want what false religions are offering you? You want that? Well, guess what? I'm going to let you have at it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That's what you want? I'm going to give it to you. If you refuse, if you reject the truth, then God says, I'm going to turn you over to the liar, to the lawless one. I will turn it over to you. You, you, don't, you, you don't have any regard for my law and my truth. He says, I'm going to give it to you. And that's why you look at some people and then you wonder, is that reprobate? When someone has their whole gender surgically changed. Okay, God says, that's what you want? Have at it. Okay, that's who you want to be? Fine. You want to ignore my law and my truth? Go right ahead. Okay, he says, I'm going to give you what you say you want. Okay, did you hear that? Okay, you heard that, I know. Ooh, my God, when is she going to quit? Okay, I know it's rough. It says, okay, I want to go back to this. It says that, he will oppose and exalt, Second uh, Thessalonians, Thessalonians 2 and 4 says, he will, talking about the evil one, talking about Satan, he will, he will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or his worship, that he, that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming that he is God. So Satan's goal is to set himself, his his ultimate goal is to set himself up in the temple of God and persuade you that he is God. All right? In the temple of God. Second, 1 Corinthians 3.16. Here we go. You need to grab your ear again because it says this. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person for the temple of God is holy and sacred and you together are his temple. Where does Satan want to be? In the temple of God 
showing himself as God. What is the temple of God? Don't you know that you are the temple of God? So get, get this. He wants to set himself up in you and, call, and be your God so that you will do what he says as opposed to what God says. And once he sets himself up in your temple by uh, deceit or by some type of addiction, addiction is the best way because what happens is a lot of people think that they can play around with certain things and then walk away from it. And, and then when you get in it, you don't realize that he's got you locked in because, and he's in your temple and then locks the door to your temple so that you can't get out if you want to get out. And that's what addiction is about. Now, let me just say this. A lot of times, we don't even know that we are addicted. Okay, let me give you something. Let me give you an example. Law and order, uh, special victims uh, unit. Is that what it's called? What is it? Huh? Sp anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay. The special victims unit um, is usually around something that is some kind of horrific crime, many times against children. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay? And a lot of blasphemy, a lot of violence. And, ooh, ooh, I got to say this. When you see somebody brutally murdered on television, how many of you ever seen anybody brutally murdered on television? Do you remember hearing thousands of years ago about the Roman games where people would sit in the stands and watch the gladiators kill one another? This is it, okay? It's the same thing. This is a modern concept of what went on in Rome and what went on with the Greeks, with them going to the stadiums and watching people get killed, watching the lions devour people. And I used to wonder, I said, how could they do that? How could they sit there and cheer on somebody being murdered? But here we are. But let me, let me just tell you this. Let me just tell you this. When you're watching someone being murdered, what Satan is doing, he is showing his hatred for God's creation. That's what he's doing. He hates humanity. He hates your eyes, your hair, your nose, your fingers, your, 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 your body. He hates everything about you. And he takes joy in destroying it and ripping it apart because he hates it. And every time you see somebody murdered, Satan is rejoicing because that is his way of showing his hatred for God's creation. And when I see that, when I see that, and you, when you see a little baby aborted, he is saying, I hate what God created. When you see somebody murdered in the street, I hate what God created. When you see all these movies about serial murders, it is because Satan hates what God created. Now, what's the point that I'm making? The point that I'm making is that when you decide that you're going to watch that show every Wednesday night, you know, don't call me at 8 o'clock because my special show where I watch people get killed is on. Where I watch people brutally murdered. Where I watch people have sex, same sex, men kissing men on TV. That's my show. And do you know what? A lot of you 
are under the delusion that you think that you cannot watch that show and not have any problem with it. And when they turn that TV off, you go through withdrawals. Oh my God, I wonder what happened last week. I wonder if Martha and, you know, and Mary made it through if they're still alive. I don't know. They locked them in the closet. And so we are addicted in ways that we don't even think we're addicted. We're addicted to violence. We're addicted to pornography. We're addicted to so many things that are socially acceptable to be addicted to. Oh, should I just leave now while I'm ahead? Okay? We don't know we're addicted, but we have these discussions about things on TV like these are real people. Did you see what happened last night? Could you believe that he would sleep with the girl next door, you know, who was his wife's best friend, and then he just found out that the wife was having an affair with her too? Oh, my God, what's going to happen? And I'm saying, uh, you, have you ever listened to people having those conversations and you thought they were talking about somebody real? Okay. Because it's real to them. What I'm trying to tell you that addictions of are so subtle and the things that draw you away from God and put your soul at risk because the first thing he does before he destroys your soul, he has to come in and numb your soul. You, he has to make you believe that, you know what, I can do this and I can believe that and it's popular to believe that and it's not popular to believe this. I believe this is okay. I believe that is okay. He is making your soul numb to violence, numb to lawlessness until it becomes acceptable in your life. But he's got a plan for you. He is trying to set himself up in your temple as God. And when you defile that temple, okay, let me tell you something else TV does for you. Not only does it make you numb to violence and all kinds of sexual assaults and everything that are lawlessness, then in the middle they put in commercials and tell you what to eat and tell you what to drink and tell you what to smoke. And they don't care that when they put on a whiskey commercial or beer commercial, that that may be your addiction. That may be the thing that destroys you. But when you keep seeing that commercial over and over again and over again, even if you decided that you don't like gin fizz, or what are these little drinks now? They're like half alcohol and half, half soda pop, you know, and they put them in little kind of cans that, you know, kids kind of like, you know, whatnot, and so the kids would think it's cute and whatnot. He is trying to open the door to addiction. Vaping was so cute. They had peppermint, peppermint vaping and peach vaping and all kinds of flavors, you know, and all kind of rainbow colors, not to, apply, not to appeal to older people, but to appeal to younger people because they're more vulnerable when it comes to addiction. And what is he really after? He's after their soul. He's out to rob, to kill, and destroy. So we have to be conscious. We have to be conscious of those things that we are being programmed to believe that are lawless, that are lawless, because he's hunting for your soul. Okay, um, Jeremiah 5, 26. This is a good one. Just follow along with me, please. It says, among my people are the wicked who wait like men who snare birds and like those who set up traps to catch people. Jeremiah 5.26, I hope you're following with me, okay? Like cages full of birds, their houses are full of deceit. 
They have become rich and powerful and have grown fat and sleek. Their evil deeds have no limit. They do not seek justice. They do not promote the case of, for the fatherless. They do not defend the just or the poor. Should I not punish them for this, declares the Lord. So this is it. He said, there are men. Oh, this is, look, look, look what it says. Look what the first line says. It says, among my people are the wicked. He's not talking about people out there. He's talking about people who claim that they are Christian, that claim that they're in the faith. He says, among my people, there are, there's wickedness. He says, and they hunt for men like birds. Now, let me tell you what the, what the, what the fowlers did. Fowlers back there, they were hunters. They were bird hunters back in the day. And what they would do, they would train a bird to go in and out of a bird cage bird would go out and he would feed the bird train the bird to come back and then what he would do he would sit the bird in the middle of a field and let the bird out and the bird would fly around attract other birds and say hey hey you want something to eat I got some grapes for you I got some nuts for you come on down and they would come down, eat the grapes and nerds, and then he would let them leave, and they'd fly. And that trained bird would go, come on, you want some nuts? You want some seed? Come on down. And then when he got enough birds, he would lock the cage. And that's exactly what he says. These, this is how men, even among us, false teachers, false doctrines, they are hunting you. And they are bringing others, you, other, using others to attract you in and make you think this is something wonderful. But their idea is to catch your soul and to take you away from God. Here's another one. Ezekiel 13, 18. I hope you're writing these down. And thus says the Lord God, woe unto the women who sew magic charms in their sleeves and make veils for the heads of people of every height to hunt souls. It says to hunt souls. Will you hunt for the souls of my people and keep and think you're going to survive? And so they had these ladies. They were, um, they were false prophetess. And they would, what they would do, the people would come to them uh, to get information or to have their palms read or whatever and they had these veils and they would put the veil over the person and then get under the veil with them and show them their future or tell them what they wanted to know mm. right now you have artists you have entertainers who are putting veils over you they're putting veils over you so that you don't see the truth and then they are telling you things that seem so wonderful and seem, and the pillows represent the ease that you feel in their presence. It says they make pillows for you so you can lay down and relax and say, oh, isn't she so wonderful? Isn't she so beautiful? She's like the queen. She's marvelous. I want to be like her. I want to be like him. And you don't realize that behind it all, he is hunting for your soul. 
Well, what is the soul? We've talked about this hunt that goes on, that it's like birds coming in, being trapped in a cage. It's like those who are being caught under a veil where they can't see the truth. And so many of our young people, it's like they're, they've got a veil over them and you're telling them what you're looking at under this veil is not real, okay? It's, it will destroy your soul. You think that you can uh, be sexy, what it is to be sexy. You think you can have butt implants, breast implants, have a nose job, and that's going to make you a better person? You're under a veil of deception. You're under a veil. So what, and he's after your soul. So what is the soul? Let's talk about body, soul, and spirit. And this is, let me tell you something, there are many concepts of what the soul is. But, but from most Christian, the most, uh, most Christian view the soul in this way. The spirit, first of all, the spirit within you is what connects you to God. It is your GPS, it's the signal for your phone, okay? It is a signal. Your spirit is what, so God communicates to us through the spirit. And that's why you must be born again. Because when you are spiritually dead, you have no connection to what, to God's direction, to his plan, to his purpose. You're spiritually dead. So when you're born again, you're born what? Of the you're born of the spirit exactly now you God has a connection to you and he can begin to direct your life that was the spirit now the flesh is that part of you that connects to the world around us through the senses the sight the sound the taste the touch the hearing and so the enemy always appeals to the flesh because that's his easiest route who does not like hagen ice cream, okay? And especially it's a hot day. How do we know? By the taste, by the sight of it, by that little drip over the side of the cone, okay? That's what we want. So the flesh is that part of us that, that, that deals with the world around us, okay? It is also what the enemy appeals to, that you are, you're his target. Why, is it, why, do, why does the flesh become the target? Because the flesh becomes the vehicle to which the soul operates through, okay? Now, okay, so what is the soul? The soul, the soul is that part of you that never dies. It is eternal. This flesh is going back to the grave. The connect the spirit is you when you're in God's presence. Hey, the spirit is there, but the soul is going to spend eternity in heaven or in hell. What is the soul? The soul is who you really are in your essence. The soul is the storehouse in you where God, uh, God deposits his plan, his gifts for you, his purpose for you. He says, before you, he even placed you in your mother's womb. He says, I wrote down every day of your life. He says, I already knew what I have for you. So why, do, why am I such a good singer? Because God put that in my soul. It is my essence. Why is he such a good carpenter or builder? Because God put that in his soul. And so what the enemy does, he tries to find a way to block the doorway to your soul so that the gifts and the callings and the purpose in you will never be manifested. Thank you for the amen. His job is to block the door to your soul, to so corrupt you so that you won't even know who you are or what God has called you to do. 
And you don't know that that's the very thing that Satan wants. What does he want? He wants God's purpose never to be manifested in the earth. And the only way that he can do that is by capturing your soul, by destroying your soul, because he knows that that's who you really are. That's the essence of you. And let me tell you something. Every living soul that God creates, let me tell you something. There is always a plan in that soul to destroy Satan's kingdom. And he knows it. He knows that there is a weapon in the soul and the soul is going to operate through your body. And that's why he wants you to pollute your body. So even if the soul wants to do something, it'll be too weak or too sick or too drunk or too high to even perform what the soul is saying. Did I, did, is that over your head? Did you, did you, did I, did, did I not, did, do I need to say this a different way? Did you get that your spirit connects you to God, your flesh connects you to the world around you, and your soul is who you really are, your purpose, your gift, your plan. And it's like a little warehouse is inside of you. And all of these things are standing in front of your soul. Insecurities, fear, I've been hurt, I'm angry, I'm addicted, whatever. Because the, because the devil knows if he can get past that door and you really jump out and you can't manifest without God, can't manifest without him. And the enemy knows that. And now you need to know it. This is your time to break free. Well, how do I break free? I'm done. How do I break free? I want you to look at, uh, look at uh, Colossians 3. Colossians 3 says, just go home and read Colossians 3. It says, take off the old man. You, you have some work to do too. God says, I'm going to do it for you, but you have some work to do. He says, first of all, take off the old man. If you're into pornography, <laughs> you got to take those magazines and burn them. I'm just being as literal as I can, okay? If you've ordered the sex channel on your TV and that's what you watch, cancel the subscription and cancel Netflix while you're at it, okay? And and uh, because there's some stuff on there that's against children, yeah. and I'll, I'll just say it against children. It's called cuties where they're using children pornographically and they're asking people to cancel their subscription to Netflix because of the child pornography, okay? But everything that you know to do, that you can do, now this is the whole thing, some things you're gonna try to do and it's gonna be so hard that you can't do it by yourself. And that's, what, that's when God steps in. Because he says, I will strengthen you. If you just take one step, I'll take two. You want to break something, you want to take off something that you've been into, that you've been dressed, in, dressed up in. He says, I will help you, saith the Lord. I will be your strength. I will help you break free. Because once you break free, I've seen so many people break free of drug addiction and who they, and they, they end up becoming preachers and school teachers, okay, and business people. I, I, I'll never forget, I was in a grocery store um, years ago and uh, there was a guy he walked up to me in the grocery store <coughs> it was a time when i was a single woman 
and he was, you know, trying to just hit on me or whatever, you know. And so he's talking, you know, hey, what's your name? Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, of course, you know, I was so saved. I said, do you know the Lord? And he said, what are you talking about? You know, and I just want your phone number. I said, no, we, we need to talk. And, we, and I led him to the Lord in the grocery store. This guy had been a drug dealer and was, had been out of jail one week when I was talking to him. And he came to church with me that Sunday, and he got saved. And he went on to have one of the largest trucking companies on the West Coast, became a millionaire, and did more for charities and did more. The same thing, the same talent that he was using to be a drug dealer, he found something legitimate because God used him and because he met the Lord. I know what salvation, I know that when he says, what, what does he say he wants to save? Does he say, I want to save your flesh? Paul told you, you can't save the flesh. Flesh is always going to be warned against you. He came to save your, I can't hear you. He came to save your, he came to save your soul because that's where he, the power is. It's in your soul. The soul is the place of the mind, write this down, the emotions, and the will. And it's going to be a battle in that soul because the emotions are going to say, no, no, I, want, I'm not, I don't want to leave Johnny. I don't care if he's a serial killer. killer. I love him. I love him. I love him. And your mind is saying, girl, have you read the paper? Okay, have you seen what the report says? You know, so there's this war and all of it wants to control what the will, the mind, the emotions, the will, all of that is in the soul realm. So when God comes to save you, he comes to save your soul so that your will will want what God wants so that you will do the will of God. So he says the first thing you got to do is take off the old man. Do your part. Do everything that you can do. And he knows it's going to be a struggle. He knows it's going to be fight. If it's just one thing, okay, if it's just one thing, do that. Say, God, you know, hey, I'm putting this out here because I want to know what's in my soul. I want to fulfill my purpose and my destiny. He says, I know the plan for you that I have for you. Plan to do you good and not evil, to give you hope in the future. But he can't do that if your soul is in captivity. He says, you've got to take it off. Okay, one more thing. Okay, I promise you I'm going to let y'all go home. Ephesians 6.13. This is what you have to do. You want to protect your soul? You want to you be a success in life? And I'm not talking about a professional success. I'm talking about a success in life where your family is intact. Where your purpose is intact. Where you're doing the right career. You're doing the right ministry. You're the right kind of mom. You're the right kind of dad. You're the right kind of teenager with a purpose and a plan. I'm off to college. I'm off to culinary school. All of it is worked together when the soul is, is in God's hand. And he's beginning to lead you and guide you and take you into the plan that he already wrote for your life before he put you in your mother's womb. But you got to put on the whole armor. What's the whole armor of God? It says, put or take up the whole armor that you will be able to whip, be able to stay, withstand in the evil day. And having all that you've done to stand, stand. Stand. You got to put on, you got to get the word of God in you if you want your soul to be free. You've got to um, live 
according to the word of God. Not only get it in you, but then live according to the word of God. You've got to be a giver and you've got to be a forgiver. All of those things are the armor, prayer, faith, believing that you can do something. When the seducer is telling you can't do that, you, 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 you're not smart enough. You got dyslexic. You're a slow learner. Uh, he'll tell you anything, any lie that he can tell you to keep you from God's purpose. But when you put that whole armor on, it's going to protect you from the fiery darts of the evil one. I want to give you this to go home on, and I don't want you to, I want you to con- meditate on this one verse next week. How many of you are going to meditate on a verse concerning your soul next week, okay? It is Psalm 124.7. Okay, let's go to Psalm 124. If you're with me, go this, we're close. 124. And it says, if I can find it, the first one says, If it had not been for the Lord on my side, tell me where would I be? If it hadn't been for the Lord on our side when men attacked us, when anger, when their anger flared up against against us, they would have swallowed us alive. But this is the one I want you to concentrate. I want you to concentrate on verse 6. Verse 7, I'm sorry. We have escaped like a bird out of the fowler's snare. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. That's 124.7. We have escaped like a bird out of the fowler's snare. You got out of the cage. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. Next week, when you're fighting off some type of snare that is holding you back I want you to read this and say you know what you know what devil the snare has is broken and I have escaped whatever you're dealing with maybe alcohol look devil I know I'm struggling I know this week is going to be a hard one but guess what I'm standing with God's work that the snare with me is broken and I have escaped some of you are in a relationship with, with some guy, you know, or some same-sex relationship, whatever it is. God says, there's nothing too hard for me. He says, behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? That's what he said in Jeremiah. The psalmist says, hey, guess what? The snare is broken. My fear, some of you are just dealing with a spirit of fear. You don't know how you're going to make it, what's going to happen. The snare is broken. The bird has escaped. Some of you just got a spirit of worry over you. So many things are out of control. And it just keeps you, uh, uh, you know what? <laughs> Last week, we've got some family challenges going on, real serious ones. And my body said, you are going to get me a drink. I need, I need some alcohol. I need some drugs. Now, my drug or Lay's low-sodium potato chip. That's my drug. He says, you are going to give me my drug because I'm upset and I must be acknowledged. Okay? So that's what he'll do. He'll, he'll get in your flesh when the pressure is on and say, come on, come with the drugs, whatever your drug is. And that's when you have to say, the snare 
is broken. I have escaped. All of the bricks that I'm carrying, Lord, I give them to you. I'm done with worry. I'm done with fear. I'm done with allowing myself to be abused. I'm done with anger. I'm done with unforgiveness. I'm done with every, my addiction, whatever it is. If I read, if, if I find out that what I'm doing is lawless, I'm done with it. The snare is broken. The bird has escaped. I'm escaping into God's purpose for my life. In Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, right now that the snare over your people is broken. Some, you got some people right now, they're caught up in false doctrine by false leaders. There's so many false preachers and teachers and whatnot and false religions. Father, right now, break the snare over them. Break the snare, Father. I see them, Father, and they're like telling me all of this stuff, crazy new ideas and theologies and whatnot. Father, break the snare over them right now. Lord, help them to escape. Help them to see the truth. God, in marriages, Father, so much trouble, Father. The snare is broken. The bird has escaped. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you made a way for me to escape everything that has had me bound and kept me from your purpose. Kept me. Lord, protect my soul. Set my soul free, Father, so that my soul can fulfill its purpose and so my soul can return to you one day and not to hell. I want to go to heaven. Somebody right now, you may be listening to me, and your soul is in danger. That's what the enemy wants. And you can say right now, Lord Jesus, Forgive me of my sins. Help me to do what is right in your sight, oh Lord. Help me. I don't have the strength to do this by myself. Forgive me. Lord, I receive you, Lord Jesus, right now as Lord and Savior of my life. God, thank you for delivering my soul. Lord, I want to spend eternity with you in heaven. But I also want to fulfill your purpose here in the earth. Save me, Lord, right now and I shall be saved. Thank you, Lord, for my salvation. Thank you that I have dedicated my life, Lord, to fulfilling the purpose that you have for me and living by the standard of your word, Father. Teach me to understand this word and to live by it. Thank you for my salvation and for my dedication and rededication to you today. In Jesus' name. And all the people said, Amen. I can't hear you. All the people said, Amen. Give yourself a hand. Give the Lord a hand. Do you feel clean? Amen. Is your souls free? Have you gotten rid of every addiction? Wait a minute. <laughs> Get, let's look at the list again, okay? <laughs> Have you gotten rid of every addiction? Hallelujah. Just say, I am free in Jesus' name. My soul belongs to the Lord, and I'm going to serve him all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you needed salvation, as, Tony, as uh, Terry was praying, know that is salvation is for eternity, for this life and for the life that's to come. If you rededicated your life, know that God has, has brought you back free from all sins, never to remember them anymore. You're clean and new before him in sight. Is that good news?
Amen. If you've done either one of those, you can uh, contact us on our website, newheartforyou, slash contact, and let us know what commitment you have made, whether to... Uh, whether you've accepted the Lord or rededicated, or if you need prayer for healing, if you need prayer for personal situations, call us at that number, 626-332-1472. God is with you, my family, my brothers and my sisters. Do you know that we're going to be in heaven together forever? And I don't know if you can really... I told the Lord, I said, I'm going to get a new body. Hallelujah. I'm going to get a young body again. Amen? Amen. I, I, I don't even have to go on a diet. I'm going to come in like looking good again. Amen? All right. No more pains in the legs or anything like that. It's going to be a good day. But in the meantime, have joy in the Lord. Amen? Let me pray over you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, that you love us with an everlasting love. We thank you for this word that's gone forth that touches our soul to cleanse us and bring us in right fellowship with you so that we may do all that you've called us to do. In Jesus' name we pray. And all agreed said, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Well, let's close it out today. What a great message that was. Water, you turned into wine. Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. No one like you. Into the darkness you shine. God is greater, our God is stronger, God you are higher than any other, our God's a healer, he's awesome in power, our God, our God, into the darkness, Sunday, everybody. We'll see you back next week. Thanks for being here.